I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Tuesday, January 17th. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're having a great day, and we welcome you today on the radio, 95.9 FM. Uh, those on the radio app and those on our podcast, we welcome you. And those who are watching today on Facebook or YouTube, uh, whichever it may be, we're glad to have you with us, and uh, I hope you're having a great day. We are looking forward to a great time tomorrow night here at Victory Baptist Church. We have our prayer meeting, Bible study uh, master Clubs, Teens on Target. We're in our series on the book of Revelation. And also tomorrow night, we'll have our annual workers meeting. And so for all of our workers, Sunday school, uh, junior church, bus ministry, uh, nursery, choir, you name it, we'll have all of our workers. We'll get together tomorrow night at the close of the service. And we'll meet for about 20 minutes. And uh, we'll just make sure, make sure we're all on the same page and uh, give some reminders, give some encouragement, give some pointers uh, for another year, 2023. And you say, well, how important is a workers' meeting? It is very important uh, because the church does not operate just with the pastor working. It does not operate just with the staff working, but the church operates when uh, every available member uh, is working together in ministries and serving God and reaching people and uh, getting the gospel out. And so we're excited about that. And by the way, it's important uh, as a church, it's important that you're on the same page. You say, well, I just think everybody ought to get on my page. Well, that's not the way it works. God has given the church a pastor, a shepherd, and uh, the pastor is responsible to lead that flock and to lead that church. And I hope you get on board uh, with your pastor. And of course, those that are here at Victory Baptist Church, I think you understand that. Uh, if you've been at church very long, that's the, that's the design that God has given for the church. But maybe you're listening or you're watching and you go to another church and uh, you hadn't thought about that before. I'd encourage you to get on board, love your pastor, pray for him, encourage him, help him. Uh, don't critique him. Don't criticize. Well, pastor, you ought to be doing this and you ought to be doing this. Uh, why don't you say, hey, pastor, what can I do to help? Uh, what can I do to be involved in the ministry? What can I do to lighten your load? What can I do to encourage you? And uh, I hope that uh, you will be that for your pastor. Uh, every, I believe every Christian ought to do what they can. If God has not called you to be the pastor, I think you ought to do all you can to help a pastor. And uh, you say, well, why do you place such an importance on the pastor? Well, the Bible tells us there are two offices in the local New Testament church, the office of a pastor, who is the shepherd, the overseer, and then there's the office of a deacon. And you say, well, I thought the deacons were the ones that were running the show. Well, actually, that's not uh, the way that deacons were set up in the Bible. Uh, the deacons were called because the pastors were neglecting the Word of God and neglecting prayer uh, so that they could serve tables for those that were in need. And that was way out of order. And so those deacons were called not to lead, but those deacons were called to serve. And you say, oh, are you trying to say that a deacon's a role is second rate or second class? Absolutely not. As a matter of fact, the Bible teaches that Jesus Christ himself 
He didn't come uh, to be ministered unto, but he came to minister. He came to serve. And that's a, a calling for all of us to serve one another and to serve the Lord uh, in the local church where God has put us. And so I'm looking forward to the service tomorrow night. I'm looking forward to a great day on Sunday. And uh, we're excited about all that God has in store for us in this year, 2023. I'm excited about our theme to follow Jesus. That is our desire, uh, especially here in January of 2023. That's our goal. That's our focus. And uh, that is our emphasis. Uh, no birthdays or anniversaries today. Let's be in prayer, though, for our church. Pray for our school. Pray for our missionaries. Pray for one another. Uh, let's pray for our country. Pray that God would do a great work in our nation. And uh, we certainly need the Lord. We need revival uh, to sweep across this land and souls to be saved and people to turn back to God. Let's go to a song here. Here's a great song by the Tharp Brothers. Uh, about the fact that we as Christians, we are royal descendants. I'm glad that we are children of the King. And I hope you'll enjoy this song. And after this song, we'll get into our Bible study in Psalm 119.
Amen for that. That's a great song, and uh, what a what a privilege it is for us to be uh, called the sons of God. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called uh, the sons of God. That's a miracle right there, uh, because we were not sons of God. We were enemies of God. We were strangers. We were without God and without hope. And uh, what a miracle that God would reach down and save us. And I thank the Lord. He not only saved us, but then He put us in His family. And uh, if you have been saved, you have been born into the family of God. Uh, And you have your heavenly Father. God is your Father. And uh, you are His child. And praise the Lord for that truth. Well, let's look at Psalm 119. I hope you're not getting tired of Psalm 119. I know it's a long uh, psalm. Uh, and it all has to do with the Word of God, but there is so much in this psalm. I hope it's been a blessing to you. We saw this uh, past few days, we saw David's confidence in verse 81. Verse 82, we saw his comfort. And then we saw yesterday in verse 83 that David was feeling crummy. Uh, he said, I am become like a bottle in the smoke, uh, dried up and dark and dirty and probably depressed and uh, probably feeling like there was no hope and not feeling like he could go on. But he said, I do not forget thy statutes. Look at verse 84 with me, if you would, please. David questions, and uh, he says, How many are the days of thy servant? Now, that's a good question to ask God because we certainly don't know how many days we have. Uh, We don't know how many days we have until the rapture. We don't know how many days we have until we breathe our last breath and we pass on into eternity. Uh, Our days are are out of our control. Our our days are in the hands of God. But David asks the question, how many are the days of thy servant? Because of this, he said, when wilt thou execute judgment on them that persecute me? David was asking how long because he was experiencing persecution from the wicked. We find the question throughout the Bible, how long? Uh, Lord, how long are you going to allow me to go through this? How long are you going to allow the wicked to get away with it? How long until you judge the unrighteous in the world? I want to remind you today that if you've asked God that question, you're not the first and you won't be the last. Many have asked that question. But here's a great reminder for us. John Phillips, who wrote a commentary on much of the Bible, he said this, whenever God allows his children to go through the fire, he always has his eye on the clock and his hand on the thermostat. Whenever you go through a trial, God always knows how long and God always knows how much. God is God. He is sovereign. He's in control. I love the song that says our God is too wise to be mistaken. And our God is too good to be unkind. Uh, Don't ever feel like God has made a mistake in your life. Don't ever feel like God doesn't care or God doesn't know or God doesn't love you. David felt like he could not live much longer unless God showed up in this situation. And he says, how many are the days of thy servant? We never know how long. We never know how many days our trials will last. But God knows. And God has not forgotten us. David was relying on God to take care of his enemies. He had turned over the judgment to the righteous judge, the one who would judge, someday would judge all of the earth. 
we see in this passage, uh, verse 84, we see that David is counting the days. Now, you've heard the expression before. Uh, it's not so important to count the days, but it's important to make your days count. And friend, I want to tell you, I don't know how long we have till Jesus comes back, but we need to make every day count. Don't waste today. Uh, don't waste tomorrow. Don't waste a week or a month or a year. Don't waste a minute. Make your days count. But then also, I want to remind you that for the child of God, sometimes we look and we see people who are wicked. We see people that hate God, people that mock God, people that curse and, and swear against God. And we say, how can God allow this to go on? Well, in the book of Revelation, uh, we find that question is asked before the throne of God. The saints are crying out uh, for God to judge. And how long? And we see in the book of Revelation, uh, during that tribulation period, we see where that question is answered. And the judgment of God and the wrath of God is poured out against a world that hates God. We see God is a God of judgment. But not only is that judgment carried out, sometimes it's carried out immediately. Sometimes it's carried out eventually. Sometimes it won't be carried out until the tribulation. But in every case, God's judgment will be carried out in eternity. You see, the Bible tells us in the book of Revelation that all of the unsaved, they will stand before a great white throne. And at that great white throne, every person will be judged according to their works. You say, well, I thought we were saved by grace and not by works. You're exactly right. Because you see, everyone that stands before the great white throne judgment in Revelation 20, their eternity has already been determined. Their eternity is in a lake of fire because their name is not found written in the book of life. But the Bible says that their works will be judged at that point. I believe just as in heaven, there will be rewards for our faithfulness and for our service. There'll be crowns. I believe in the lake of fire. There will be degrees of punishment for those who have been wicked, for those, uh, the murderers, those who uh, have committed just unspeakable crimes. You say, well, I, I didn't think that mattered to God. Oh, oh, God knows. He's the judge. But the greatest sin that a person could ever commit is to reject Jesus Christ as Savior because that is a sin that the Bible says will cause a person to spend eternity in a lake of fire. But when those people stand before that great white throne judgment, they will be judged. Friend, I'm saying all that to say this. God's got it all under control. You don't have to figure it out. Uh, God said, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. God will take care of all that. He'll settle the score. And if you're today, if you're wondering, God, how long? When are you going to judge? When are you going to execute judgment on those that persecute me and those that are against me? You just keep your own backyard clean. You just keep living for God. You keep your eyes on Jesus. And don't worry. God will take care of the wicked. God will take care of those people. He is the righteous judge. And uh, the uh, judge of all the earth, he will do right, the Bible says. I hope that helps you today. And uh, I encourage you today to count your days and make your days count for Jesus Christ. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ.
If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.